Hey guys, it's Kyla, and I'm your host of That Christian Girl Podcast, a podcast that's devoted to inspiring and encouraging Christians of all walks of life to become their full godly potential. I hope you guys enjoy today's episode, and thank you so much for listening. What's up? It's Kyla with That Christian Girl Podcast, and I am so excited because guess what? It's been two weeks in a row since I posted a podcast episode. Woo-woo! So I'm just so glad that I could make the time to do this and to be here sitting in my bed, chilling, and talking to you guys. So Today, I am really excited about this episode because it's been something that I have been realizing the importance of lately, and I have been just learning about how to just really make this an important part of my day and why it's important and all of that fun stuff. So, today we're going to talk about our mindset and what good mindset we should be reaching for and going for as Christians. So, what I wanted to start out today's episode with is a little bit of real talk. Um, actually, wait, before I do that, I do have a quick shout out. So, I did not see this the last time I recorded a podcast episode, but we did get a new review, and yeah, it was just one on October 22nd on Apple Podcasts, and I think her name is Elise, and she said, I absolutely love this podcast so, so much. I've I've just recently discovered this podcast, but podcasts like this just really are a blessing to me. Podcasts like this truly inspire me to help my mental health. Keep on with the good work you're doing. And that so sweet. So thank you, Elise. Um, thank you for doing that. Thank you for leaving that review. Thank you to the guys, to everybody who's been leaving reviews because I've seen like the numbers go up a little bit on my reviews. So thank you to all of you guys who are leaving reviews and leaving a little rating because that really helps you know push the podcast out to all new people and all brand new listeners. Anyways, that was a little bit of side tangent, but today I'm going to start out with a little bit of my life and what's going on in my life. So, like I said in the beginning of the episode, lately I've been realizing the importance of my mindset throughout the day, and it's easy for me to fall into exhaustion and get down. Just go down into a little bit of a rut with my thinking and my feeling. Lately, I haven't been getting a lot of sleep. I've been kind of burnt out and stressed. Senior year, it's been easier than last year, but it's still hard. And lately, I've been really trying to live for the Lord, and I've seen how that's changed my mindset. I've seen how that's changed my thinking when, you know, I get down and I get those sad, kind of depressed thoughts Instead of just sitting in it and being okay with it and just sitting in those gross thoughts and thinking that's okay, I've been trying to shift my mindset and I've been trying to shift my way of thinking into something that's more God-glorifying. 
So I overthink, I worry, and I just get tired. Sometimes I get kind of depressed. But what is the solution to this? And this, what I found is you should be making small changes to shift your mindset, to shift your way of thinking. When you start overthinking, what are you going to do? You make small changes to stop that tumble down of overthinking. If you're tired and you're just like, I don't want to do this, you shift your mindset and you realize, well, I'm not working unto men, I'm working unto the Lord. So you would shift your way of thinking. And hard days are going to happen, but don't let one bad thing ruin your whole day. Sometimes when I'm getting down and tired and gross, gross feeling, I let one little bad interaction ruin my day. Oh, my friend said bye to me so she could go walk with her other friend instead of walking with me. She must care more about this friend. And then it just spirals, you know, instead of just her being like, okay, well, she just wanted to walk with that friend. That's fine. It's all good doesn't really mean anything of importance, sometimes it can spiral into other things. Or like, well, we kind of had a weird text conversation and then she hasn't replied to my texts. Like, I thought we were over that. And now we're listening. And I sent her this song and it's been like four hours and I know for sure she's seen it. What does that mean? You could spiral down into, oh, she's mad at me because I said something wrong or I texted something wrong. It's so easy to spiral into that overthinking. And for me, it's easy. It's much more easier to spiral down when you're exhausted, when I'm exhausted, when I'm tired, I find it so much more easier to fall into that exhaustion to fall into that like rut because I feel like I'm too exhausted to pull myself out of it. Like with summer, I I did get exhausted. It was hard, but the sun was out. I spent a lot of time outside. I was I realized how much time I had to really focus on myself. And how much more free time I had because I didn't have to worry about homework. And I wasn't as stressed as I was. So I feel like that's just been something that's been, I've been trying to learn lately. Is because school is exhausting. School and work and speech. Because I do speech and debate. So all of these things just add up. And they like pile on and you're like, oh my goodness, this is too much to carry. And for me, it's really easy to get down and, like, fall into, like, sad thoughts or just that, like, depressive feelings when I'm feeling bad. So I really wanted to do this because I realized, like, what do I do instead of going down into that sad little pit? What do I do instead? How do I shift my frame of thinking? to something that will be good and God-honoring and make me feel good instead of just sit in those gross feelings and end up like how I was last year in that sad little pit all all winter well mostly all winter except for I think around the holidays 
but yeah, mostly all winter. I was just kind of like, eh, you know? So I wanted to do this because I've just been realizing, like, it's still something that I struggle with, even though I have been so good in my holy girl habits. I'm working out a lot, doing all of this amazing stuff. I still fall into it. I still struggle. And I am not free from struggles. And I'll definitely be talking about, like, the past few weeks, what's happened as I go throughout the podcast episode. Because I think the most helpful thing is having somebody who's authentic. Have somebody who's like, yeah, I struggle. I struggle. I'm on the struggle bus too. So, we're going to first talk about why we need to have, like, what's, what's the why behind the mindset? Like, why do we need to have a good mindset? Or what gives us this mindset? Why do we need to make sure that we have a good mindset? Why? And the answer to this question is because we have the joy of the Lord. So I want to start us out in Psalm 16. And I'm pretty sure I shared this on a car chat with Kyla. If you're following me on Instagram, you can see those. Um, They're just like a little devo that I do. And my Instagram is at thatchristiangirl.podcast. And it's linked, not linked. The at is also in the podcast bio in case you ever need to find that. But I do these little car chats where I talk about something that's going on in my week. And then I talk about what I've learned from that. So this was the most recent one that I shared. And I just wanted to share this first again because like the one that I posted last week, it's just becoming increasingly prominent how much I need to remember this. So Psalm 1611 says, You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. So I really, I know I said this in the car chat, but I really like the middle part. In your presence there is fullness of joy. So this can also show how we, we can like, how we get a good mindset is spending time with the Lord or doing things that are God-pleasing because it says in your presence there is fullness of joy and as Christians we're in the Lord's presence but this raises the question what does joy really mean so a lot of people think that joy just simply means happiness joy means that you're happy all the time and you're good to go But in all reality, that's not what true biblical joy is. It's so easy for us to think, well, now that I'm a Christian, I'm just going to be happy all the time. Bada bing, bada boom. All will be good. And in reality, Christians struggle. I struggle so much. And it's not like I'm happy all the time. There are definitely so many, like, ugh, thoughts, you know? Thoughts where you just get down and sad and we're not going to be happy all the time because happiness is a feeling and feelings we aren't going to be like stable in our feelings 100% of the time but joy is not a feeling Um, I think of joy as joy and hope are kind of like the same thing 
in my mind. Like, that's just how I make sense of it. So I have joy because I have a deep-rooted, deep-rooted hope in Jesus Christ. And what is that hope? What is that hope, you may ask? Well, we're going to go to Jeremiah 29.11. This one is one that I need to actually memorize. But this one says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. So the very last part, to give you a future and a hope. Like we can rest that rest in the fact that God has good plans for us, plans for welfare or for peace, not of evil, and to give us a future and a hope. That God has a plan for our lives. And that should make us feel so health hopeful and so joyful. The next one is something that helps us reframe our mindset, but also kind of goes into that biblical joy kind of idea. And it's Psalms 85 2, which says, You forgave the iniquity of your people, you covered all their sin. And then 23 actually says, You withdrew all your wrath, you turned from your hot anger. So, I really like the you covered all their sin. If we think about the gospel, we realize that, one, God loves us, but also God is holy. And because God is holy and God is just, he can't let sin be unpunished. So, when our problem, our sin, when sin entered the world, and that is our biggest problem, we were separated from God's love because God's holiness demands that we be punished for our sin because every time we sin, we are hurting God. But Jesus came and he lived a righteous life and he died on the cross for our sins. And because of his perfect, unsinful life and him having the worst punishment possible and dying on the cross for our sins covers our sins. It covers our problem and it takes care of the biggest problem that we have in life. And I think I talked about this one time on either a podcast episode or a car chat or something. I talked about it and I talked about how that reframed my mindset. So if you have been listening for a little while, I think it was September that my computer broke and I was devastated. I was like, my life is on there. I apply to colleges. I, I do my podcast. I do every single thing on this computer and now it's just going to be gone and I can't ever use it again. And what do I do? And all of that stuff, like... I kind of sort of spiraled, if I'm going to be honest. And then it was during my break, and for some reason, the Bible app gives me a notification at 1.29 every, 1.29 p.m. every single day. Why? Probably because that's when I downloaded the app, but it's just the most random time. But it usually goes off right as I'm trying to leave for my class. And it was that verse. And it just helped remind me 
that my biggest problem, which is my sin, is taken care of. And we can rest in the knowledge that God loves, loves us and has forgiven us and that our biggest problem is solved. Like if that doesn't give you hope and if that doesn't give you joy, I don't know what to say. Because that gives me hope and that gives me so much joy. Knowing that like I can hope for the future where I will be in spending eternity with God, with my father, with like just in his presence and with Jesus and with all of the people that I've loved and just having this like joy that there will be no pain anymore. Like, that should give you the most hope ever. And we should be joyful in the fact that our biggest problem, that our biggest problem, the problem that we deserve God's wrath and we deserve to go to hell, is paid for. Like, we are no longer, like, doomed to eternal damnation. We get to rest in the hope and the knowledge that we are going to somewhere better. We are going to heaven. And that's that's amazing. If that doesn't make you go, wow, that's amazing. And just like really let that sink in and think, wow, it's crazy. What a good God we have. I get to go spend eternity with somebody who loves me more than anybody else could ever love me on this earth that's amazing i i want that like that makes me so so hopeful and just fills me with happiness fills me with joy i don't want to use the word happy but it fills me with joy and kind of with happiness as well But sometimes it's hard to just, you know, you think that and then you're like, okay, great. Wow, my biggest problem is solved. But what do I do to get out of this? Like, woo! But also, what are some practical steps that I can take to really have my mindset, remind me, remind myself of that? And then also, how can I shift my mindset when I am feeling sad and gross and yucky. And I just have quite a big list, actually, of little things that we can do to, like, really reframe our mindset. And then I have, like, two big ones that I have I've been working on and that I actually really love. So the first one is to pray. I know I talked about this in my car chat, but when you're feeling gross and when you're feeling yucky and when you are feeling down, pray about those hard feelings and ask for peace and joy. Be like, dear Lord, I am really struggling today. Dear Lord, I have been having friendship problems and I have been feeling like I don't belong. Lord, please help me realize that I do belong and please remind me that you love me And I can always go to you if I ever need a friend. Please fill me with joy. And please help me be a good friend to them. Even if they aren't a good friend to me. And just help me show your love to to them. 
maybe when they're not doing the same back at me. You could pray something like that if you're having friend problems. If you're, I don't know what else, but if you're, when I, bleh, <laughs> I can't talk. No matter what problem you may be feeling, you could be like, Lord, I'm really exhausted. I don't want to go to work today. Please help reframe my mindset and realize that I'm not doing this onto man. I'm doing this unto you. And that me working hard at my job is pleasing to you. So please help me be good and be a good servant to you by serving you through my job. Or please help remind me of the blessing that I have that I'm able to have a job and make money for myself. Just pray that your mindset, like whatever you want your mindset to turn into, you can pray it. And if you're feeling overwhelmed, and this will go into my next point, but if you're feeling overwhelmed, be like, dear Lord, I'm really, really stressed right now. Please just take it out of my hands. Take the stress out of my hands and it's out of my hands, Lord, and it's in yours. And please help me with this stress. And I'm leaving it here. I'm surrendering this stress, surrendering this yucky feeling. I'm surrendering this depression to you. And I just pray that you help work, work in me and help me reframe my mindset and help me deal with this stress because I know that I can't do it by myself, Lord. I know that I need to rely on your strength. Okay, so my next... Okay, so that's my first point is to pray about it. Pray, surrender those feelings, surrender whatever you have, and then ask the Lord for strength, for joy, for peace, for whatever you may need. Just ask that the Lord may provide it to you because he wants you to have joy and peace and energy and all of that thing, all of that stuff, because it's pleasing to him. So just be praying about it. My next thing is to turn is music. So when I am feeling down in the dumps, I like to specifically turn on worship music and focus on the words that they are singing. So one song that I am really, really enjoying right now is It's Out of My Hands. And I have this whole playlist on Spotify that's actually called Sobbing. And it's the one that I turn on when I'm sad, when I'm feeling gross, when I'm feeling yucky, when I'm feeling down in the dumps. I will turn on that and instantly I might have to cry it out first and then I'll feel better. So my favorite one on this playlist is called Out of My Hands by Jeremy Camp. And he just is like every day this, I think it starts with every day this never ending pressure. And he's talking, he's singing about all of the pressures that we go through on the daily as just normal human beings. And then he said, and then he says, Lord, take this out of my hands. Like, I am struggling with this. Just take it out of my hands. And it's out of my hands and into yours. And I was driving home Friday night. 
from just a super long week and a super long day, and I was just feeling gross. I was feeling grody gross gross. <laughs> In all honesty, I was not I was not having a good time. And that song came on and I I had to cry it out, you guys. I had to take a deep breath and just let it all out. Let the tears flow and it was so good. It was so good just to surrender everything that I've been going through because it's, it's been a rough, it's been a rough month. Like, I don't know why, but October was just hard. It was a hard month. There were so many good things, but then there were so many hard things, especially towards the end of October. Just like, it keeps on going. Why are we still going? Why isn't it Thanksgiving yet? Thanksgiving is too far away. I need a break now. I feel like everybody just needs a week off. Can we just take a worldwide week break and then nobody has to do anything? And just everybody, whew, for a second, like literally, it's been so hard lately and it's just good for me. Like I feel so much more lighter now that I've surrendered that. And I think I just need to remind myself so much just to surrender these hard feelings and this hard stuff that I'm going through. Like, turn on that song, maybe cry, because I cried on the way home Friday night. I, I'm going to be completely honest with you guys, because I want to be honest and I want to tell you what happens. Um, I cried on the way home on Friday just because I was feeling gross and I wasn't feeling good. And I just had to, like, let it all out and cry. And I think that was the best thing that I could have done because I was singing to that song. I was really internalizing those lyrics and just letting it all out. The heater's on again. But <laughs> I apologize for my heater. I don't think there's anything that we can do about it. So we'll just have to deal with this for the rest of the, the summer. Summer? Winter. Oh my goodness. Anyways, so... I think music is something that I use when I am feeling down because I either turn on like really happy worship music or if I'm like, okay, I can't just force myself to be happy because sometimes I feel like people feel this huge pressure just to either force themselves or act like they're happy all the time. It is so easy for us to fall into that trap. We're like, we're Christians. We have to be happy all the time. We're not allowed to feel any hard feelings. The end. But I'm here to say, as a Christian, I feel hard feelings and I need to cry. And that's how we get it out. That is literally how we get out. All of our feelings is through like just letting it out. Sometimes we need to cry. Sometimes we need to feel that. And so sometimes you need that sad music, but sometimes you can turn on happy music too. Like one song that I really like is, I think it's called I Praise God, which is, um, he picked me up and turned me around and placed my feet on the solid ground. I praise the master. Wait, I praise the maker. I praise the master, I think. I praise God. If I said that wrong, that is just from memory. 
and I kind of have a bad memory. So I apologize if that was completely brutalized. But that one I really like. If you want something happy, like find some happy worship songs. There are so many happy worship songs that we have. There's some that you know you want to cry to or that you feel like you have to cry to. But that there's some that are so incredibly happy that will just make you happy. So whatever it may be. And I just wanted to tell you guys that it's okay to feel these hard feelings and it's okay to like let it out. But also we should be, you know, reframing our mindset so that we do have like feeling that joy of the Lord, but letting it out just really helps it sometimes, which is what I've had to do too. And I feel so much better after I let it out Friday night. I just felt like... Whew, this feels nice. This feels good. I like this. I'm all good now. <laughs> so, the third thing is to remind yourself of biblical truths. So, I just have four nice little short biblical truths. The first one is that God loves me. Like, think about that. God loves me. Like, God loves you. And then, point it back at yourself, point at you and say in your head or say out loud, God loves me. He loves me for me with all my flaws and everything, all my sin and everything. But yet he still loves me and he loves me more than anybody else could ever love me on this world. Like that is an amazing affirmation. The next one is that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. That is just amazing. And just to build on top of that, like, you look around and you see all of the beautiful mountains, you see the sunsets and the sunrises and all of the beauty that God has created, and then you think, the same God that made all of that beauty made me. That is so amazing when you think about, like, you see all of the beauty around you and then God decided that the world needed you. He decided that the world needed you too. That is something that's, like, really good if you're ever struggling with, like, body image. The next thing is that I am valuable and I am worth, and I have worth. Which, like, valuable and I have worth are, like, the same thing. So, I feel like it's so easy for us. And this is kind of going back to the identity episode that I did last week. So easy for us to be like, I'm not worthy if I don't get straight A's. Or if I don't win first in my speech event. Or if we don't get first at state in whatever sport I do. Or I'm not worthy because I don't have enough friends. It's so easy for us to be like, I'm worthless. Like, I have struggled with that. But remembering that God thinks you are worth everything. Like, Jesus thinks... Like... Jesus thinks you're worth enough to die for. That is crazy. Like, if you ever think that you're not worthy, if you're worthless, think, Jesus thought I was worth enough to die for. Jesus sacrificed himself because he knew he has given me my worth and he says that you're not worthless. Child, I died for you. I would not die for a worthless thing. Like, that's insane. 
And my last thing is I am never alone. It's so easy for us to be like, oh, well, I have one good friend, but she's kind of friends with a bunch of other people. I just feel so lonely. Or my friends haven't been texting back. I just feel so alone. So easy for us to be lonely, but realizing that God is always with us. So I am never alone is the last biblical truth, biblical affirmation, but there are so many more. And I would say, look up biblical affirmations or biblical truths. Make a truth mirror. Write down things that you want to remind yourself of every single morning as you get ready. Every single day. Look at those truths and say them out loud. Say them in your head to really remind yourself of those biblical truths. Okay. The third thing is friends. If your friends are available, call your bestie. Ask, hey, I'm kind of struggling right now. Do you have a moment to call? And then just talk about the silliest things. Just make jokes. Be silly. Get on a phone call with them because I guarantee that it is going to make your day so much better to be able to talk to your best friend and be like, blah, 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 this happened, or haha, this was so funny in class today, or whatever it may be. Talking to somebody that you love, it doesn't even have to be your friend. It could be your mom, or your dad, or your grandma, or your grandpa, or your aunt, or your sister, or brother, whoever it may be. Call them up if they're not in the same house as you. Call them up and be like, hey, I miss you. Or, hey, I just wanted to talk. And you will feel so much better after even spending time on the phone with them when you're going through that hard thing. The Is this the fifth thing? The fifth thing is don't scroll. Like, it is so easy for me to just go on my phone and endlessly scroll. And I've realized it's so... Like, I don't feel good doing that. I feel like, ugh, after I do that. I don't feel re-energized. I don't feel refreshed. I don't feel good. I feel, ugh, after I do that. Like, just, bleh. Bleh. I don't know. Whatever you want to just, whatever noise you want to make, you just don't feel good after that. You just kind of feel, ugh. Well, I just wasted a half hour, hour of my life, and I don't feel any better. So, don't scroll when you're feeling gross, and when you're feeling those depressed thoughts, and when you're overthinking. Well, sometimes when you're overthinking, scrolling just is so mindless that you don't really think about anything as you scroll. But when you're feeling exhausted, that is not going to help with your exhaustion. You're just going to sit there And then once you turn your phone off, you're just going to feel yucky about yourself. Take a nap if you're exhausted. If you have 30 minutes to scroll on Instagram, you have enough time for a 20-minute nap. But if you don't have a lot of time or if you just, if you do have a lot of time, you're not that tired, you don't think you can take a nap because you have to fall asleep in three hours, go pick up a book. Do a craft or take a walk. So, like, pick up that book that you want to read. Or find a book at the library that you want to read. Do a craft that you've been putting off. 
like or learn a new craft do something creative do something that'll stimulate your mind not numb it or even go on a walk going on a walk sometimes helps clear your head so much you just feel so much better after you you get up and you go and do something instead of just sitting on your phone and feeling like a piece of garbage just don't pick up your phone don't go on your phone when you're feeling gross and I'm saying this to myself too because I feel like lately I have been seeing that I just have that wanting to go on my phone and just be gross and feel like bleh but this is my call to action I know I've had a few of these but don't go on your phone when you're feeling gross the next the next and thing is to write about it sometimes writing just helps calm your mind getting your thoughts out you can type it up in a notes and then delete it right afterwards you can or you can write it out on a piece of paper just be like i'm really overwhelmed or make like a to-do list sometimes it's nice just to take a second and organize everything organize your thoughts and everything that's going on being like okay i'm gonna sit down and i'm gonna make to-do lists and then i'm going to start on those to-do lists or i'm gonna sit down and make a list of things in priority order i'll do a list of things that are most that have the highest priority and then a list of things that don't have the that are optional and then my final thing to do is to clean your space so throw in a load of laundry make your messy bed which i need to do still or clean up your room just in general and sometimes when you're like well i want to clean my room but i'm too scared i'm gonna scroll take a video of it take a time lapse it's a little weird but take a time lapse that is it's so funny but sometimes that's what i do to get cleaning motivation where i'm like i'm too scared that i'll go on my phone but i want my phone for music and whatever it may be you know you could set up your phone and take a recording of you cleaning your room and then once you're done cleaning your room, you're like, oh, I get to watch this nice, satisfying video. My room getting all clean. And that can go for homework, too. Although maybe you'll just look weird because you're just writing stuff. But that could go for homework, too. Like, oh, well, let's set up a video. And then you can't go on your phone because you're videoing yourself. So you can't just pick up your phone and start doing stuff on your phone while you're doing homework if you have your phone videoing you because you're gonna have to stop the video you don't want to stop the video so maybe take a video if you're too worried about going on your phone but cleaning your space is sometimes cleaning i realize like is the way that i can just let stuff out because i'm like oh well now i can I can't control everything in my life, but I can control how clean my room is. So sometimes when I'm feeling overwhelmed, I'll want to clean my room. Okay. Okay, so the first thing that I like to do to reframe my mindset and just start my day out with the right mindset is your morning routine. Like, this is vital. And any kind 
of like mindset or whatever, it's vital to have a good morning routine and it's vital to start your morning right because if you're going to start your morning on a bad note, the rest of your day might just be crappy. So I cannot emphasize it enough and it's so important how you start your day. So let's just kind of talk about all of the things that include, like that the morning routine includes. Because there's there's more things than just the morning that it includes. And that starts the night before. So sometimes you can pick out an outfit. Sometimes you can put water. So I would say sometimes I pick out an outfit. Sometimes I just think about the outfit. Makes it much more streamlined for the morning if you have a my outfit in mind because I tend to freak out in the morning if I don't have an outfit in mind. So I like to pick out my outfit. I like to put water by my bed. Usually I don't do this. This isn't every single night kind of thing. But I always like to wake up in the morning and have a little bit of water because it helps you know, get your body going, wake up your body. So I would say put some water by your bed, like in a water bottle, and then go to sleep in a timely manner. But I understand, like, if you can't get quite eight hours of sleep. I have been struggling with insomnia. And I don't know what's up because I have not been able to fall asleep the past few days, which isn't necessarily good (laughs) because I'm not getting enough sleep. But I am not here to shame you if you aren't getting a full eight to ten hours of sleep each night because I'm not either. But I'm trying to do things like light a candle, write in my prayer journal, maybe even pick up a book question mark. (laughs) Because sometimes a book doesn't help wind me down, but sometimes it does. But maybe what I'll start doing is I'm hoping to get Bible reading done in the morning because I'll talk about that later. But maybe I could read a psalm at night, a psalm every night, because sometimes I'm like, oh, well, I could go read my Bible, but I've already read my Bible for the day. So doing like a psalms is something that's like no stress, just cute little, not cute little, but just something that you can do to add to your time in the word. (laughs) My cat is back. Um, to add in your time in the word, if you feel like you need more time in the word and usually at night I have, I feel like I'm more awake to read the word. So maybe doing a Psalm at night would be nice. So I might start doing this week and I'll check back in with you guys and see if that works with me and that works with my schedule. But let's go back to morning. So because we picked out an outfit, got some water, and went to bed in a timely manner, did all of our holy girl habits, um, I do have like the routines, um, two episodes about routines, so I would say go check that out if you haven't already. I have one about night and one about morning, but I'm just gonna reiterate the morning routine because Technically, the morning routine starts at night, so you get things ready, you wash your face, you do all of that stuff to wind yourself down, so then you can have a successful morning. But 
some tips that I have for our morning routines because I struggle in the morning. I force myself to be a morning morning person because I naturally am not a morning person. I would literally sleep and sleep and sleep and sleep until like 10 or 11 if I had the chance and I am 100% a night owl. But the problem is, is I feel like there's so much to do in the morning. Like, you do everything that you need to really do in the morning, and the morning, I feel like, is the most productive morning, and then start of the afternoon, I feel like it's the most productive time of the day that you're doing everything, and then the night, there's not as much stuff to do, because stores close, and yeah. I would definitely be a night owl if I could make my own schedule. I probably wouldn't force myself to wake up in the morning. But I think it's good to force yourself to wake up in the morning. Although sometimes it is terribly hard. Like, I have the hardest time waking up. And what did I do this morning? I did not get up to my alarm. I don't even remember. I love how I just... I'm just baffled at myself because sometimes I'm like, what did I do? I think I was just kind of sleepy and I kind of just stayed in bed this morning. I remember waking up to my alarm and like snoozing at toys, but I don't think I actually got up out of bed. So one thing that you can do is you can place your alarm clock away from your bed so you have to get it up to turn it off. So I've been like, My alarm clock, it's attached to this extension cord because it doesn't quite go long enough. So I put it like kind of sort of across the room from my bed. But sometimes in the morning, I can literally just put my upper half of the body, upper half of my body outside of bed, reach for the cord and grab the cord and bring the alarm clock with the cord to get the alarm clock to me so I can turn it off. And that's something that I'm trying to work on is getting up and turning off my alarm clock instead of just like going out of my bed while staying in my bed, just putting my upper body out of my bed and grabbing the alarm clock by the cord and bringing it in, like reeling it in like you would fish. Um, So... That's definitely something that you can try, but I am telling you guys right here and right now that I'm not perfect, and it doesn't always end up that way, but I feel like if the alarm clock did not have an attached cord, I would definitely be up and out, but the problem is, is where do I plug it in? (laughs) Because there's not very many plugins in my room, so... I'll just have to rethink my choices to really practice what I preach here, you guys. But you also want to start your day in the Word. So once you get up, turn off your alarm clock. What I usually do is usually go into the bathroom and like get myself awake. And I come back in and this is my ideal morning routine. I come back in my room and I just open up my Bible And that's what I try and do before I do anything else. Because I have realized, like, the past week, I read my Bible. I think every single day except for Wednesday. Yeah, every single day except for Wednesday, I read my Bible. 
Well, Wednesday morning I had the Bible study, but so I read my Bible, but I didn't read it independently. And I started my day off in the Word on Wednesday morning, and it was great. But I know for a fact that Thursday and Friday, I ended my day with the Word, which isn't a bad thing. It's not a bad thing to read your Bible at night, by no means. But I have realized for my mindset, and for me, I feel so much better reading my Bible in the morning and starting my day off with my Bible. And I know a lot of people aren't morning people, but you can force yourself to be a morning person. You can be like me and torture yourself every single morning to get up. But you know what? I'm just becoming a Proverbs 31 woman where she rises before the sun rises. She rises while it is still dark. That... It was so funny because I was doing some homework late at night and I texted my friend and I was like, it's giving Proverbs 31 woman because it says her night, her light does not go out at night. And then she also, she says she rises while it is yet night. And then she also says, there's also one that's like her lamp. Oh, her lamp does not go out at night. So I don't know how where she gets her sleep. But you can be like a Proverbs 31 woman and strive to get up while it is yet night. Strive to wake up while the sun is still behind the horizon and get up and start your morning right and start your morning while it is yet night. Because there's something so rewarding, I feel like, for me, it is getting up in the morning. So, I promise you can. Um, I force myself to. And sometimes I'm not the best. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes I wake up at 6.30, and that's like 30 minutes to get ready. But you know how 30 minutes just turns into like 10 minutes when you're a girl trying to get ready. Sometimes you don't really know what outfit to wear and then you're stressing out about outfits and then for some reason you're always out the door late and you don't know how 30 minutes how what all you do takes up 30 minutes but it does but this morning I was like okay I want to go get coffee this morning so I went and I got Starbucks and it didn't take very long and I left at like not seven six fifty five Starbucks was at like 7.05 and then I got to the school at like 7.08 and then school starts at 7.30. So then I just sat in my car and I did my Bible study in my car and I don't think it's wrong to do that. But I want to really strive to be reading the word first thing because there's something so rewarding and something that helps my mindset so much is starting my day out in the word. So let me just do a quick little episode of episode quick little explanation of my perfect morning routine so I would get up at 5 45 a.m and then I would make my bed and then I would make coffee I would love to start making coffee at home again and just starting my morning off right like that because there was a few weeks where I was going good I would get up I would make my coffee it was amazing and I was like dang who is she who's this girl who's getting up in the morning and making coffee for herself? And wow, crazy. And it doesn't go like that every single morning. But I, my alarm is set to 545. So that's when I want to get up. 
I want to read my Bible, get ready, and then also eat breakfast. But some other things that you can do for your morning routine is to listen to Christian or worship music on the way to school or work. That's what I try and do. I try to turn on good Christian music every single morning so I don't start my day off with secular music. I'm not saying secular all secular music is bad. Like, sometimes in the day, I'll listen to classic rock or I'll listen to Frank Sinatra. And those things aren't bad, but I feel like setting your mindset has to do with turning on that good Christian music, that good worship music, while you're going to do something, while you're driving to school. And it's always good to, like, try and worship God in the car. Try to worship Him while you're doing something mundane and while you're doing something that maybe doesn't really, you feel like, ugh, I'm just driving to school. I'm just driving to work. But putting on that Christian music could make a difference in your day. Starting your day off with worship could make a huge difference in your day. And then my final thing is kind of goes into the don't scroll rule. But try not to get on Instagram or TikTok and scroll the morning away. Sometimes it's really easy, I feel like, on the weekends for me to just, you know, get up, plop in bed, and scroll. It's so easy to just get sucked into that and not have a good morning routine. And that is why we should be resisting the urge to open up Instagram or TikTok. Um, I don't have TikTok, but open up those social media platforms and get sucked into them, we should be resisting that urge because the mornings that I don't do that, I feel so much better throughout the day. So try not to scroll your life away on social media because it takes drains so much time from the time that we could be spending in the word or doing other things. So that is my final tip for your morning routine. And then my final thing is movement, how we can shift our mindset. So in parentheses, I have a gym. The gym is where I find stillness besides reading my Bible. Like the gym is the time that I can just put in my AirPods and just feel like I have as much control. Because I have realized like there's not a lot that I'm in control of. There's so much, and it's God's plan, not mine. But I am such a person who likes to have order and who likes to have control and who likes to just know what's happening and have my ducks in a line. And I've realized, like, I, that's not my life. That's not something that can happen every single week. That's not something that can happen every single day, which is completely fine. And I feel like I'm giving up a lot of that wanting to control and that feeling that I need to control stuff. But the gym is the one place where I can go and it just instantly boosts my mood. It stops all of the overthinking thoughts because all I'm thinking about is how can I lift these heavy circles? (laughs) You know, how can I, how much can I squat today? How much can I um, curl today? How much can I, I don't know, how much can I leg press today? 
how am I making progress? And I see myself making progress and it makes me feel so happy and so healthy when I can go to the gym and I can just spend an hour, whether it's with my friends or by myself, where I can just spend an hour and really just let it all out and move my body and work on my body. And I feel so, because I turn on like Christian rap while I'm working out, but I just feel close to God in those moments because my mind is truly stilled and I'm not really thinking about, oh, what this person said or, oh, what happened today or how I was treated or that that text that I got. I'm not thinking about that. If I have thoughts, I like usually think about the music lyrics and I'm like, okay, time to get this last set. And then I'm like jamming to long as I got King Jesus. You know that song? Like that rap song? Yeah. I'm just thinking about the words to the rap song in all honesty. And I'm just thinking about like, wow, I'm glorifying God with my body right now. So I'm going to read the one verse that everybody uses, the cliche verse for honoring God with our bodies. And it's 1 Corinthians 6 verses 19 through 20. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. I think that last part, so glorify God in your body, it applies to so many things. He is right now in this passage, Paul is talking about sexual immortality, but there are so many other ways that we can glorify God in our body. Gluttony is a sin. Being fat and lazy is a sin. And we should be glorifying God with our bodies because it says, you are not your own for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. We were bought with a price and we shouldn't be trashing this temple. Like I said in my last episode or last two episodes or whatever, I don't want to have my temple be a broken, rundown, gross, disgusting temple. I don't want that to be where the Holy Spirit dwells. Nobody wants to have a disgusting, broken, trash hovel where they live. Why would I treat the temple where the Holy Spirit resides, which is my body? Like, why would I want to give that to the Holy Spirit? Why would I want my, like, the thing that I have in control of, which is my body, why would I want to make that trash for the Holy Spirit? Like, I don't want that. So I'm trying to glorify God in my body. And yeah, like I was saying, I just feel close to God when I work out. And it literally makes my whole day better. I remember I was talking to my friend, and I think, yeah, it was the day that we went to the gym together. It was Thursday. It was kind of just a really, really rough day. I took a 20-minute nap, best pre-workout ever, you guys, 20-minute nap, and then went to the gym. And after both of those things, I felt so good. I 
it was insane. I did not feel gross or disgusting or run down. I felt energized and happy. And that felt so good that week just to feel like that. So, like, sometimes working out makes your whole day better. And that's why I have to force myself to take a rest day. I have been seeing so many reels that are like, you have to force yourself to go to the gym and I have to force myself to take a rest day. We are not the same. And I was like, yeah, that's literally me. Because I was talking to my coworker and I was like, yeah, my muscle did this weird thing where it just like failed and it didn't work last night. She was like, yeah, when was the last time you had a rest day? And I was like, last Saturday, like over a week ago. She said, you need a rest day. You can't just be continually trying to force your body to do things without having a rest day. You need a rest day. So today I'm just going to walk on the treadmill to 12, 3.30, if you've ever heard of that. I'll do that instead of um, lifting weights. But um, what was I going to say? But going to the gym just makes my whole day better. And it helps reframe my mindset because it's just like a release of all the feelings. And it just feels so good. So what I do on my way to the gym is I listen to worship music on the way to the gym. So I try and turn on the worship music and worship God like I do on my way to school. And then I listen to my hype Christian hip hop slash rap at the gym. So I'm really just trying. That is the routine that I've gotten into because I'm like, I'm going to the gym to in turn glorify God with my body. So I'm going to be worshiping him as I go to the body, as I go to the gym. And I want to just be reminding myself that he has given me the gift of this body. He has bought this body with a price and I'm supposed to honor him in through my body. So I want to just frame my mindset the right way. And I want to just praise him on my way to the gym because I can praise him that I have a gym membership and it's free because I work at the gym. And I can also praise him that I have a fully functioning body that like allows me to work out and allows me to lift heavy and allows me to all do all of these amazing things. And it's so good to reframe your mindset like that throughout the day. So that I think is it. This is a really long episode. Um, so I hope you guys enjoyed it and just like the few little things, if you ever feel down, I understand because I get that way all the time and it's really easy to feel exhausted. So tonight, just try and get to sleep early. Your sleep is more important than whatever else because if you try and pull an all-nighter, you're not going to have a good day and you're going to feel more, you're going to be more likely to feel gross and yucky and not. So take a little bit of a rest, go move your body, get outside, listen to worship music, and do all of those things, and make sure that you surrender any of that stress or anxiety or depression that you're having. Say, Lord, it's out of my hands and into yours. Please take this pain away, because this is not honoring to you. It's out of my hands and into yours. And DM me or email me if you have anything that you need. 
and thank you guys so much for listening today's to today's episode and i'm so excited to see y'all in the next one okay bye Thank you for listening to the end. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and make sure to go follow me on Instagram at thatchristiangirl.podcast or you could email me at thatchristiangirl.podcast1 at gmail.com. Make sure you follow and rate the show because that really helps me out. And thank you so much for listening and I hope to see you in the next one.